0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The
1: Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand here on... Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us there. Like us on Facebook. Uh, look for us, uh, Steve Dace, on Parlor, MeWe, and Gab. Yes, Parlor has returned. You can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. If you're looking for clips of the show, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace or Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Coming up here on a Wednesday, it is a traditional Wednesday for us. Uh, The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us momentarily next hour. I've got my hours mixed up. Sorry. It's next hour, right? Is Daniel always? Yeah.
0: Daniel's always the bottom of hour two.
1: I'm hitting that stage again, man, where I just, I can remember what happened in 1984 more than how we do this show every day. Daniel is next hour momentarily if moments are an hour and a half for you uh also we will play our weekly game of buy sell or hold but before we get to all of that of course um as i recovered my scattered brain here is aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away
2: what happened while we were away brought to you by the next and possibly final frontier of covid fascism The children will begin in the Martin County School District in Florida, where a 10-year-old boy spoke in front of his school board, urging them to rescind the district's mask mandate.
3: I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long. And I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council turn to face each other at lunch and we also have to wear masks outside at PE and on track. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared that same teacher yells at us having our mask down to drink water while we are outside in carline. she told us we had to wait until we were in our parents car to have a drink of water she had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us which makes me and all my friends very mad and it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while they yell while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up i asked my mom if there's a word for this and she said there is hypocrisy All this seems unfair and it doesn't make sense. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Please make masks optional. Today it would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. Thank you for your time.
2: The board decided to require masks for the remaining 12 days of the school year, but that the masks will be optional starting June 1st. Then, in another part of Florida, the Collier County School Board heard from another child, an eight-year-old girl who made her impassioned plea to the school board to get rid of their mask mandate, complete ...with a heavy dose of sarcasm.
4: Hello, my name is Sayla Cook, and I do not like these masks. These masks are just terrible, and I remember I saw Mr. been pulling his masks under his nose, and I'm pretty sure that was your rule. And these masks are horrible, and you don't even know how these other kids feel. They're breathing in the same dirty air, and my cousin said they're afraid to take off the masks. Great job. You're creating public schools with fearful children wow i'm so proud of you guys wow wow wow, amazing! and i don't think barely anybody likes masks in schools their children are suffocating you don't know what it feels like and just it's nonsense seriously like why would you do that so i would take your masks off if i were you and i And I'm not wearing a mask right now, and I never will as much as I can. Stand up and take these masks off these children. Don't be afraid. And we voted you to be the school board members we wanted you to be. Okay, so please make the schools better, not worse. Goodbye.
2: Meanwhile, on another topic, the Loudoun County, Virginia School District continues to be met with a steady stream of angry parents Upset about critical race theory.
1: CRT is not an honest dialogue It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors so we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving, without deceiving people. Today we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we asked for today, to ban CRT.
2: And some are upset about the required reading for kids in school, as a group of parents read for the school board what their children are being required to read.
4: Jasper wasn't even my boyfriend, just this dude I did some hacking with once in a while. He was pretty basic library systems, low security (laughs) Not in my league at all, but he had a big And sometimes a girl just needs a big He did do something, he took a deep breath, she sucked my I really didn't want it to happen. It just kind of did.
2: Randy Weingarten of the American Federation of Teachers is back in the news after she made these comments regarding her union and the CDC's collusion on reopening schools.
1: You call it normal, though, I guess in the write-up of the Post, saying those two suggestions that you offered, at least your organization offered, make it nearly verbatim in the final draft. Do you call that normal as far as the ability
3: to do that? Look, um, Pedro... We they asked us for language and we gave them language when they asked us for it. But if you look at the public record, I was saying these things publicly, these kinds of things. So there's nothing nefarious about doing these kind this kind of work.
2: In other news, voters in Pennsylvania yesterday had their say on Governor Tom Wolf's handling of the coronavirus in the state, and as of this morning, they appeared poised to strip him of some of his emergency powers. As of this morning, with seventy one percent of precincts reporting, voters were favoring a constitutional amendment limiting Governor Wolf and his emergency powers fifty three percent to forty seven percent. That's according to the state's election returns website. Still waiting on Philadelphia, probably. In Texas, Governor Greg Abbott signed an executive order yesterday banning Texas government entities from requiring face masks, including in public schools. In the U.S. House, congressmen and women finally started defying Nancy Pelosi's dictate on mask wearing on the House floor. At least 13 representatives took off their masks yesterday. Brian Mast of Florida tweeted he was fined $500 by Pelosi for not wearing his mask. And finally, for something completely different, a dude with a rainbow flag showed up for a pro-Hamas rally at some random European city recently, probably expecting to be greeted with open arms.
4: Justice.
2: And that's what happened while we were away. (laughs) We're on the same team, guys. No, we're not no we're not did you you see the guy yep yeah (laughs) uh, yeah.
1: that's what cracked me up was that reaction oh my um parents listen up um if if you uh are realizing what's going on with your schools and um what your children are being subjected to you know like some of the the videos that were just shown there i do that little dude is a stud but that little girl man who's controlling you I want to meet her parents, man, and shake their hands. And then I want them I want them to start like a parenting course in a for Americans. But um hey, you know, there's no difference between boys and girls, but go back and tell your 2016 self that the number 1 trending item in the world on Twitter was going to be the co-star of Disney Channel's Camp Rock's preferred pronouns,
4: right? Okay.
1: Um uh every white person is racist and therefore so is math. Uh Black Lives Matters is the new state-sponsored religion. Uh, and thanks to Joe Biden, teachers get tens of billions of dollars in COVID cash to actually not teach the indoctrination that they then will teach whenever they actually return. <laughs> Gosh.
2: Other than that, it's a great deal. Other than
1: that, they've got a wonderful singing voice. Um. here's what you can do about this. Unlike public schools, our friends at Freedom Project Academy, they have perfected live online learning for more than a decade. My son Noah did this for several years. Um, We're big fans of it in our home. I know the people personally who created and run this place. It's built on Judeo-Christian values and a classical curriculum, which means you're taught critical thinking. You're taught how to think, not what to think, the way that the uh, the previous generations that uh, made and built and kept this country, the way they were taught. Mastery of subject matter, not propaganda. If you want to learn more right now uh, and you don't want your child to get dumbed down, you don't want your high school graduate to be one of those kids that shows up at university with a seventh grade reading level, uh, go to freedomforschool.com. Again, that is freedom for school. freedomforschool.com.
0: Uh,
1: I, I don't. Guys, I don't even know where to begin with
2: this montage today. So, where do you guys think we should begin today? Where Where do you think we should begin? How about Randy Weingarten? There's a couple of times before in that clip where she just explicitly says, "This now is my job." Now she's the head job. of a, the American the Federation American for Federation, of Teachers, of Teachers, second largest teacher union. Correct. Yeah. yeah, she said it's her job. It's her job to essentially advise the CDC on what the science is. That's essentially what she said.
1: You have any thoughts on that Todd is the only one in the room amongst the three of us that has that's a public school parent?
0: Well, that along with Fauci yesterday admitting that he's been wearing masks for optics this whole time. Yes. I somebody The whole
1: time since he's been vaccinated, yeah, just yeah, to clarify. correct. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you
0: for that. Yeah. But yeah, somebody uh, you know here... Now, about- he
1: has been wearing masks for effect the entire time, but we just want to make sure we quote him because they don't have any. They don't do anything. But if we're going to quote him, I just want to make sure we just quote so him, him correctly. So that's two
0: examples from two of the most prominent figures in the news these last how many months, if uh, just not years?
1: open gaslighting just admissions. Just open gaslighting. Yeah.
0: Yesterday, somebody you and I know uh, uh, locally, but it, it happens to impact me, the, uh, the state track meet here is finally, with two days left, opening, they were going to limit tickets to two people. And finally, they opened it up at the last second. And this person who's in local media came out and said, oh, well, congratulations for opening up, but good for those uh, the people at, the, at Drake for uh, not falling for the politics of it and waiting for the experts to make their decision because the experts should have been making these decisions. Oh, you're a clown. Th- these, these are the experts. It hasn't been about science. It hasn't been about science for a long time. You've known since the Super Bowl, at the very least, and we all know that that's, we can go past that, but at least the Super Bowl, that these outside venues are safe. I, this this is the level of gaslighting on their side that will be relentless and will go on to the future, and that is why it is so promising that to start this out. We have kids. We have adults on multiple issues now who clearly... Are fed up because it's that level of fight that you're going to have mm-hmm. because they're not going to stop. It's really important, right in the face of obvious gaslighting for the most visible people in the world. They don't care. They can't be stopped. I mean, I hammered them on Twitter. I promise you, they're like zombies. They're going to be back tomorrow. They're going to keep doing it because this is their faith.
1: That is so key, what you just said. Now, this is though where I'm encouraged. I, I'm encouraged that, I don't know, folks, if we fully understand the amount of defeat they had to admit. Essentially, what happened with masks in the last four or five days is that the cult of Jehovah has grown so much in the, in the Israelite ranks That the Temple of Baal has had to now come out and voluntarily no longer demand you carry the idol with you wherever you go. Now, did they do that because they think Jehovah is God? No. No. They did that because they saw the ranks of those who think and know that Jehovah is God swelling. And you're making accommodations because you're hoping that by doing so they might let you continue to exist rather than just running you over
2: it's updated paganism
1: that's that's what this is yes that they saw they saw videos like what was in Aaron's montage these have been propping up more and more the last few weeks if we have contributed even 1% of this since Aaron came up with the idea of highlighting daily defiance then we're we're proud to have done any part in this Uh, incentivization whatsoever, even if it's at a molecular level, okay? Um, Because, well, it takes all of us. But uh, um, they saw this wave coming. They, They saw the ranks swelling and growing. And I want to reiterate what I told you about this the other day. Whenever the spirit of the age says, all right, you got me, you can have it. You already had that. You already did. You're, you're, that's where the negotiation begins now. That's where the leveraging begins now. The bargaining begins there. All too often, and I, I said this privately to a group of conservative leaders I, had a, I was on a call with this morning. They asked me to come on and discuss where things were at with COVID stand and strategy. And I said to them, and several of them are good, Constitution loving God-fearing Americans— but they've been at this a lot longer than our generation has and i said too often frankly previous generations of conservatives took the win that they already had and settled for that and went home and 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 so the progress that the spirit of the age made they just picked up from that spot later on don't do that you have these people on the run man now, I've been on with Pedro on C-SPAN a few times. He actually will ask critical questions from both sides of the aisle. But if Randy Weingarten can't stand up to a cross-examination of Pedro uh, it's Etchevera, I believe is his last name, C-SPAN. If, if she can't stand up to Pedro's cross-examination, where he's just playing it straight down the middle as best as he can, just asking a contrary question from the other side, he's not really even cross-examining her. He's kind of doing what we used, we used to have a word for this. Do you remember what the word was? Journalism. Journalism. Yeah, that was the word we used to have for it. Okay. Uh, if she can't, st- if, if, if under even that level of scrutiny, she just comes right out and says, well, I mean, the White House told us to tell him what to say, so we did imagine what tasty morsels would be revealed mm-hmm. under a cross examine a real cross examination so here's what must occur as the great prophet mr t once said the forecast for tomorrow is pain pain must happen republicans you elect must inflict pain. One of the questions I got from a conservative leader, probably somebody a lot of you know, was what to do now about the airline tyranny with COVID. I said, well, you're likely looking at a rope. That one's actually simpler. Because those are heavily federally regulated industries, the airlines are. And it's pretty likely that in about 16 to 18 months, Republicans are going to be in control of at least the House, if not both the House and the Senate. Which means they'll be the ones handling the regulatory committees, and they'll be the ones handling the funding apparatus. They'll be controlling the appropriations process, right? Have your Republicans right now start threatening those airlines. Get rid of the damn masks, or you're going to hate us in 2023. You'll hate hate us. So we can do this the easy way or the hard way. You can do this voluntarily on your own the easy way, or when we are in control of the committees, we will will make it done on you and upon upon thee in the most painful of ways. It's really your choice. We have to change our paradigm. And I admitted this to these leaders this morning. I I was late coming around to this, because I'm not wired that way as a conservative. And I, I really believe, ultimately, that an honest assessment, that conservatism isn't an ideology, it's an observational science. It's looking at the revelation of history and finding what works, what has proven to be, as Todd would like to say, good, true, and beautiful for the human condition east of Eden. Do those things. And the things that are opposite of that don't allow those things. That, that's pretty much what conservatism really in its purest form is. Yeah. Not an ideology, but an observational science. All right, it's essentially um, a, a reckoning of tradition, an updating of tradition with modern with modernism. That's essentially what it is. And I really believe, therefore, that if we honor that revelation of history, that the answers for the future are often found, or at least the basis for them right? The, the founders would have had no idea what necessarily um, um, what um, a Google is, but they would have instantaneously said, no, free speech does not mean that um, monopolies get to decide what beliefs are okay to have, right? So they didn't know, need to know what a Google was to know instinctively, well, that's tyranny, don't do it. So even though we have different methods Of how we do things that are more modern in our day and age, a lot of the same principles that they were fighting about are still alive and well today. That's what we mean by a traditional reckoning. And I really believe that if we do those things, friends and foes whom Jesus died for both, by the way, friends and foes in the culture war will both equally be blessed. That God makes the rain fall on the just and the unjust alike. And so I, I, it was, I'm, I was late coming around to this. I only was brought to this point when it was clear to me that one side of the culture war has gone full Michael Myers. Don Lemon or Don Lemon, a Freudian slip, Don, Donald Pleasant's rant about Michael Myers in the first Halloween cannot be killed, cannot be stopped, will not be contained. All right. That's what they have done here. And therefore, when, when your opponents have reached that stage, you have to punish them. When they've lost control of their own faculties, when they no longer have people in their own ranks that say, we, we really sh- can't and should not go there. The cost of that is too high. Think clearer. When, they, when sober-mindedness is abandoned, and it's really now just a mob. When God faced a mob in Sodom, what did he do? He smited it. When it's that far gone, go and do likewise. We have to smite these people politically. Pain. There will be pain for doing this. We can no longer be the people that say, all right, you lob the mustard gas and we just won't... Lob mustard gas in return because that's beneath our dignity. First of all, mustard gas is beneath your dignity. Don't do it. It's a moral evil. Don't do it. That being said, though, you have to find a righteous means by which to punish the other side so that they know if you go there, if you go there, the sword of righteousness, as Paul says in Romans 13, will be unsheathed and wielded with maximum prejudice. No exceptions until you stop. Pain. There will be pain. So I'll tell the Republicans right now when we get control, if you guys don't stop the COVID tyranny, there will be pain. Regulatory pain, appropriation pain, pain. Whatever pain we can apply, there will be pain. That's what DeSantis is doing in Florida. Right about now, it looks like Greg Abbott has finally realized, oh bleep, I might be governor of Texas. He's essentially doing what Ron DeSantis is doing like three weeks later, <laughs> right? Okay, but that's what it means. Pain, bring pain. They, they must know going there isn't worth the cost. What's the difference between a Gaddafi who bombs French discotheques trying to kill Americans and a Gaddafi who knowingly gave up his weapons of mass destruction. Uh, he watched a dead Saddam Hussein. Pain. 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 Took him 10 years to dig out for Tripoli to dig out from what Reagan did to it. Pain. Pain will do it. Pain will do it. Pain. Why has Israel survived all of this time since 1948? Aside from, of course, providential favor, the pain it inflicts on its enemies. Why do they hijack our planes and not theirs? Because the Israelis just bust in and shoot everybody. Their people realize that's the level of commitment it takes.
0: That's what it takes. It's why their wars are called like the six days yes. war, like yes. it's just taking care of business. Yep.
1: So so we're not we don't negotiate with terrorists, we kill them, and our own people are totally fine if it means we're caught up in the crossfire of this because there's a larger point to be made here. So they hijack our planes instead. Pain. There must be pain. If there's not pain, there was, was there any pain for falsifying Russian collusion? No. Was there any pain for falsifying the Kavanaugh rape hoax? No. Was there any pain for falsifying a Ukrainian collusion hoax? No. Was there any pain for falsifying now what's going on with January 6th, which has become such an awful narrative... That not even old cocaine Mitch, Ditch himself said today he won't even sign up for a a tribunal on January 6th. That might be the first time I can think of ever that Ditch has passed in an opportunity to dunk on his own base. That just goes to show you how truly hacktastic this entire story has become, that Ditch won't even help the Democrats now. But, it, well, but has there been anybody held accountable for indefinite detentions, shooting, shooting Ashley Babbitt to death, not telling the Sidnick family what happened to their son? Has there been any pain? Never. Notice that it just continues. There's no pain, no accountability. How many of us that have been parents for five minutes know if we do not punish bad behavior, what will we get more of? Bad behavior. Bad behavior. There must be pain. Pain. We will use the full... Power of government within constitutional authority. We're not going to undermine our beliefs to, to, no. to, uh, to advance them. But guess what? We don't have to. We will use co- the constitutional authority. Is, is DeSantis undermining the Constitution? No. No, he's upholding it. Yes. We will use the full authority that we are granted under the laws of nature and nature's God. and this Constitution, there will be pain. 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 Because when you get elected, you inflict pain. No, it's not just enough that we're going to ban critical race theory. Nope. We're going to defund anybody who even tweeted one time or put on Facebook for three minutes that they thought this was a good idea. They'll never teach again. They'll never be an administrator again. They'll never be a bureaucrat again. You're all fired. Pain, pain, pain. There must be pain. If there is not pain, you're going to get a bigger pain called the Civil War later on. I'd like to avoid that. Would you like to avoid that? Absolutely. Then stop emboldening, incentivizing evil. Punish it. Pain.
2: Pain. Ultimately, on this and every other issue of imports to liberty-loving Americans, to those who espouse a Judeo-Christian worldview, which we, on this show, have been trying to make mainstream. You know, we get a lot of vindication. There's not a whole lot of justice going on here. On all those issues that we just that we just laid out. Russian collusion, Ukrainian collusion, all of those issues, January 6th, false narrative. There's a lot of vindication, but vindication is not the same as justice. Those mm. who perpetuated those hoaxes have Preach. not been brought to justice. And yeah. on this issue and every other issue of import to the people that watch shows like this, we have a choice. Are we going to be like Jehoshaphat or are we going to be like Josiah? Now, Jehoshaphat mm. is called righteous. Josiah went and tore down the high places. In fact, the Bible in, in Kings um, doesn't just say he tore down the high places, he desecrated them. He desecrated them. He desecrated all of the areas where the male prostitutes or all the prostitutes gathered. He desecrated those high places. So on this and every other issue, are we going to go full measure? Now, it might be righteous, it might be righteous to be able to call a win and get back to some form of a normal, get back to some form of, of degree of, of normalcy, what we thought was normal prior to 2020. But what's really required here is to go down and go up to the high places and tear those down. Those high places look like the school boards in Loudoun County, the school boards who in the state of Florida still, in the case of, of those clips that I played, still hadn't rescinded their mask mandate, but at least one of them will now. The high places mean going and making them feel pain for enacting such racist Marxist philosophies like critical race theory. Going to the high places means uh, fill in the blank. You get my drift here. Are we going to be like Jehoshaphat or are we going to be like Josiah? There's a lot of Jehoshaphats like there. Actually, there's actually not very many Jehoshaphats, but there are even fewer Josiahs.
1: Bro, that's a homily right there. I mean, I kind of just feel we should just sign off after that. Although I'm contractually obligated to remain here for another 90 minutes. I don't want to undermine the potency of that message, though, by talking any further. I'd just like to let that thing linger and be absorbed. That, that will preach right there. That's a sermon, brother. That's good stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you very I mean, much. That, that's, that's really good stuff. We'll come back, play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold Where he will return to Lazy Aaron and let the audience then do all the work for him. It's true. (laughs) When we return. You know, we've been warning you about home title theft for a while now here on the program. This is where cyber thieves can remove your home's title from you and become the new owner in your place. And that's why we've been urging you to get to get home title lock uh, because it could be coming your way. And right now, with a major data breach over at Facebook of all places, 500 million accounts now exposed to cyber thieves. That means um, what is needed to go online and claim to be you, name, address, personal information, it's now out there. You might be saying, hey, I've got identity theft protection. And that's great. You, sh- Everybody should have that this day and age. But that doesn't stop somebody from pretending to be you when they go to the website where you live, where your home's title is kept. They then forge your signature on what's called a, cl- a quit claim deed, stating you've sold your home to them. And then they leave you with the debt as they liquidate all of that equity, maybe even eviction and foreclosure notices. That's why you want to get Home Title Lock right now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if maybe this has happened to you and you don't know it or it's early enough they can still be headed off and then while you're there sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high risk breach with the promo code radio promo code radio for 30 free days of protection at home let's get to one of our favorite events each week by seller hold our producer aaron with a lot of help from his friends Uh, We'll submit to you and me, Todd, a a series of statements, lists, predictions, prophecies. We will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Maybe have one and only one reason why we made that choice, or in my case, 12. And then once per episode, we are permitted a hold. But if it's for any reason other than, um, wow, that's just so lame, it's even beneath me. You will have to... Uh, be triple masked outside next to Anthony Fauci in chains. Fair?
0: Yikes.
2: Yes, yeah. we mean it this week.
0: I yeah, clearly.
2: All right, Aaron. All right, we'll start with a Mount Rushmore. Uh, Hunter Lucas says, <laughs> Mount Rushmore of pet peeves four talking during a movie, three bandwagon sports fans, two uh, people trying to talk to you while you have earbuds in and uh, slower bad drivers.
1: So uh, the talking during a movie thing can be annoying. All right, clearly. It depends on, you know, we the couple that has to like narrate the movie to each other the whole time, that that can be annoying, you know. But sometimes I I I feel like, particularly given my own um, inadequacies in this area, I, I try to give grace for people like reacting to something that's like really cool or exciting and going or scary in a movie. There was one time a few years ago. Where a couple of young men, uh, I would say late high school, early college, talked and everything so much. Um, I w- it was uh, a daddy daughter date. I-, I took Zoe and in on a daddy daughter date, and I stood up and said, "Young men, shut your mouths." And the looks on the my daughter's faces when I did that. <laughs> Just uh, beyond grateful and gleeful that I did that. Actually, um, so, uh, but I can I can give some grace for that one because I can see where that could spontaneously produce an event. Um, bandwagon sports fans. It depends. Does it take it to an extreme? You know, one of my best buddies growing up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. His now we were growing up in the late eighties, early nineties. Okay, there he hated all of the local sports teams and I'm not going to bust a guy for a contrarian view, right? But these were the teams that he liked instead of the Tigers, the Kansas City Royals. That was like their heyday, guys, with, you know, Brett Saberhagen and um Dan Quisenberry and George Brett mm-hmm. and, and uh, all the and, and Frank White. Those are some great teams, right? Yes. Uh the San Francisco 49ers. Come on man. Joe Montana. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steve Young, right? Uh, the Florida State Seminoles and Nebraska Cornhuskers were his favorite college football. I'm not making this stuff up. All right, so it, I mean, I used to dog him for this all the time. I'm like, come on, bro. It is one thing uh, to not want to go along with the crowd, but then you picked like all of the championship teams in the in, in in every sport instead. That I agree is annoying. But I think we. I think can we define that as a clear bandwagon jumping fan? Yes. Right? Yeah. Now. Am I a bandwagon jumping fan when I moved to Michigan in the fifth grade? And and those are the local sports teams and they're on TV all the time. And I, I, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think we got to define that a little bit tighter maybe. Um, talking to you when you have earbuds in, that is a major pet peeve for me. And I'll have people come up to me at the gym and stuff that recognize me and want to talk to me. And I know part of the job is now to take the earbuds off and be nice and polite. And I do, but... I kinda of feel like when the earbuds are in, man, the dude code says that's a no go zone. Don't you think? No. Barring emergency? No. No? Okay. I kinda of do. And then what was the other
0: one? Up there really quick?
1: Uh bad drivers. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's a yeah. universal one. You yeah. bet. Todd, your thoughts.
0: Uh I'll sell on the list. I don't think any of those rise to critical mass of
1: well, no, I mean This blows my mind. Okay. I don't know. Oscar the Grouch is like, really, all these things are just trivial laments and gripes, really. Not He's griping now against the gripes. Todd has become um, so cantankerous and cranky, he now will he will now lash out at you for being
2: cantankerous and cranky. Have
0: you seen the world we live in? If this is all we had to worry about, it'd be gravy so now.
2: Up next, Megan Eileen says, within the next 12 months, generalized COVID-19 anxiety disorder will become an official ICD-10 diagnosis. Wow,
1: is that a brilliant take.
2: I mean, who was that? Megan
1: Eileen. Megan is smart. That's a brilliant take. I, I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
0: It is brilliant, but it and it's gonna be there. But I just don't think it'll be officially diagnosed because we've gone past science into spiritualism. That's with exactly this
1: stuff. why it will be, because now I can have it subsidized, covered oh, by maybe. my insurance, uh, covered by Medicaid, maybe. Medicare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that's could be. That, if if we were if we were a free system. You're right; they would not do that. Okay, but since we're not now, now it's I, I'm a, I'm a, This is a new victim group. I'm a victim. It's another, and Trump did yeah. this to me because he didn't get the virus under control, couldn't trust him to not get me killed and my grandma killed. Okay, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, this is this is just another subsidized victimology group. Yeah.
2: All right. Next up, we have Eric Woolard, who says, with the amount of corruption in the leadership of both parties and the law, lack of laws protecting the integrity of the ballot box, the convention of states outlined in the Fifth Amendment is the only peaceful option We have left to save our nation from collapse, Article 5.
1: Now, I'm a vocal advocate of this. Mark Meckler, the president, is a good friend of mine. I'm actually going to my former home state of Michigan in a few weeks to speak at the state house in favor of a convention of states, okay? Um, But I would not say it is the only peaceable option. Um, I think it's the only political option within... The constitutional framework, I would agree with that. That's why I'm a vocal proponent of it. But we have other peaceable options, like what was in those videos that Aaron showed in his montage. creating an environment at this point, the Carlisle School Board in Carlisle, Iowa is just going to do at least one thing it doesn't want to do so that your happy ass will just stop showing up that's true the, they're lit- you have you have so shook them that they're at this point like all right but preemptively. This thrower's in a bone, and maybe he won't come to next month's meeting, right? Yeah. That's a peaceable solution that could be going on for your DNRs, your departments of labor, your city councils, your school boards, meaning that we can make ourselves a peaceful menace to these people. A peaceful menace. And we will not relent until we get what we want. Those are other peaceful options that we have. Civil disobedience. The first word of of civil disobedience is what? Civil. Civil, which means we're not killing and stabbing and shooting people and blowing people up or ourselves up, but we just refuse to comply. You'll have to physically remove us. You'll have to physically deal with us. We refuse to comply. And we're going to can a gamble that after you do this enough times in full public view, you probably don't want the smoke coming mm-hmm. your way, so you'll stop. There are, there are other peaceful options we have other than the Convention of States. I would agree, though. I do believe within the political paradigm that, we, that currently exists, it's the only option that we have left within the political paradigm. But I also don't believe the political paradigm are the only peaceful options we have left. Keep in mind... Um, you know, if I, as a Christian, I my ancestors didn't have any political options, none. Two thousand years later, the faith that they forged, the church that they established, is still here, and all of its various persecutors and opponents are either in the ground in hell or footnotes in an encyclopedia. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, so we ha- it may be the only political option, but it is not the only peaceful option we have.
0: That's correct. And I would argue that the convention of states ultimately can't possibly grab a foothold unless we are the people doing the things locally that Steve is talking about here. I mean, this is not. Let's say it's as effective as you could possibly hope it could be. If you don't think that it'll be job number one of the spirit of the age to simply start gaslighting that thing, yes. You know, I. I don't know what to the tell truth
1: you. Of the truth is of the, that there is, and this is why I was hesitant about it for several years. There is a Pandora's box um, threat of a convention of an Article Five convention, and 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 you can quote all the stipulations and everything you want. But we're not a nation of laws, and we never have been. We're a nation of political will, and we always will be. The spirit of the age is not just going to let you have your peaceful Article 5 convention in order to codify into the nation's laws, kicking them out. It's not going to do that. It's going to try to overrun your process. So the same level of conviction it takes... On a peaceful, no, on a to peacefully make yourself a menace to your city council, your school board, your legislator, your congressman, etc. That is the same exact level of persistence and conviction it will take to keep the spirit of the age out of your damned Article Five convention. So, to me, those things go hand in hand. Yes.
2: Moving on, we have Sean Griffiths. All these UFO revelations trickling out the past several months seems fishy. Something nefarious this way comes.
0: So.
1: Bye. All right you, I'll let you go first. Go ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I accept some level of there, there in terms of the unexplained. Uh, but th- this, it always seems it goes from nothing to like over the top. And and that was one of my questions the last time we watched that show called uh, Phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a
1: documentary on Amazon, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's it seems like it's just too much, and and p- purposeful. It, I I I just have too many questions about timing and. Uh, a little too neat and how how why now which does not mean I'm not interested uh so and and listen this is very much as this is I, this is stream of consciousness for me I don't spend much time thinking uh about this at all it, it just doesn't it res it doesn't resonate with me if but it's falls. It has to fall under the heading of everything else we do on the show, and rightly so. I want to know the truth, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I do want to know the truth.
1: The the odds are higher than not that this is nefarious. That even if it's true, the motivations for telling us now are yeah. nefarious and not altruistic, right? Yes. So I'll buy. I'll buy you. I'll buy your premise, your proposition on on skepticism, because I I just think we all can't be skeptical enough in the times in which we live. But I will say this: I don't know that I agree with our friend Jordan Schachtel um our new friend Emerald Robinson who i think is going to be on the show again and again tomorrow tomorrow okay um I, who who think that this is all coming out now specifically to distract us from the various biden crises first of all they've been leaking this they've been telling us since 2017 that this is true there's been 4 years of of this steadiness so we were early in the trump administration is when the the DOD first confirmed the truth of ufo's Secondly, the timing is actually was going to happen. Now, maybe it's amped up because they want to distract from Biden crises, but we were always going to be talking about this at this time right now anyway, because back in December when Trump signed that omnibus bill... There was an amendment to it that Senator Rubio put on it that said by the, I think it's by the end of the fiscal year, June 30, the DOD had to release all of the information that it had on UFOs, that it it would be permitted to have redacted redactions within that information, but it had to release everything by the end of June. So 60 minutes, why did they do this now? Well, they're coming up on the end of their season. The television season ends for them here at the end of May. This was the last, mate one of the last weeks they could do this before the announcement and then by the time they return again for the new season in the fall, the story will be three or four months old. So I I don't think that this is just and this we were always going to be discussing this at this point. Remember we talked in December about this deadline that they had in June. So we were this was always going to be a news issue this time of the year. Could we argue and and probably agree that they're upping the ante on this to distract from the various crises? Yeah, but to me the contrived policy to distract you from the 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 crises was getting rid of the masks. That was their, that was what they were trying to do to assuage the opposition. The UFO thing, this timetable has been in place since before Biden took office. So I, I don't think that um that its origin is of, of timing is explicitly political. It's it's lawful actually. It's the law. They have to do this by by the by the, by this deadline. That's the that's federal law now.
2: Up next, we have Brad Myers. By January 1st, 2022, the CDC will acknowledge that masks are highly ineffective against COVID-19. However, the left will continue their cult of masculinity throughout 2022.
1: I love the term masculinity, but I'm going to sell. They're never going to do that because they're never going to admit self-awareness. You've, you've already extracted everything voluntarily, quote-unquote, from them they're going to give. The rest you're going to have to take. All right? So you got the prophets of Baal to no longer require you have to carry their totem around wherever you go in town. They're never, though, barring spiritual conversion, they're never going to just politically come out and say, oh, by the way, there is no such thing as Baal or it's a demon, not a god. They're not doing that. All right. So um, this is as far as they're going to take it. They they may go this far repeatedly. Like they may do this again with kids. They may do this again with schools. But are they ever going to admit this was a fraud from the beginning? They're never going to do that. When that kind of, now now they we know and you know and we know and you know that they know that they did, but they're never going to formalize that. So I will sell.
0: I will sell as well for all the same reasons plus that date you have there is winter and another respiratory virus season Ah, and they're not gonna take it away then
1: that's a good point as well
0: we'll come back hour two more buy seller hold
1: the weekly profit of woe and lamentation coming your way next With Hour Two, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erz, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show, and look for Steve Dace on MeWeGab Gab and Parlor. Look for clips of the show at youtube.com slash Steve or rumble.com slash Steve Show. And if you're a podcast listener, thank you. Uh, To show your gratitude for the program, please hit the subscribe button. Leave us a five star review if you like us. Thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. Uh, Part two of buy, sell, or hold brought to you by Scoremaster. Uh, Imagine your current credit score and then imagine it maybe with 30 or up to 60 points added to it. Um, that's what ScoreMaster does. They can help their average user add about 60 points to their score in about three weeks or less, which can be, frankly, life-changing. It can be the difference in whether you get approved for that home, auto, or business loan or not. And then even if you're right now with a score that would get you approved, could make a big difference about what that monthly payment repayment looks like. All right? So... If you want to see what uh, ScoreMaster can do for you, they put all the power of your credit score in your hands where it belongs. All right, it's simple and easy to use, takes just about a minute to get started. If you do it right now, go to scoremaster.com/steve. Do that right now and they'll for free show you how many points you can add to your score. scoremaster.com/steve. Again, that is scoremaster.com slash steve let's get back to part two of buy Seller hold aaron
2: we'll go to chance uh, branscomb who says following greg abbott's executive order banning mask mandates in public schools and local governments there will be at least 10 other states with similar executive orders or state legislation by july 4th of this year
1: uh, i will buy that uh the seal has been broken the dam has burst You now even have big pharma hack Scott Gottlieb Mm -hmm. saying no one's wearing, no one in America. Well, he's wrong about that. There's going to be a a cult. And if you want to know who that is, that Trafalgar poll earlier this week, how will you know when COVID-19 has ended? I think it was 26% of Americans said it was when government and CDC tells me to. That's essentially your mask cult. Now, I don't believe everybody in that 26% is your mask cult, but they're all, all the mask cult is in that 26%. So if that's one out of every, a uh, little more than every four people, I would say one out of every six Americans. Is that fair?
0: Mm-hmm, is yes. probably
1: in a full-fledged mask cult. Um, but overall, I agree with Gottlieb's point that uh, principally, no one's wearing masks in America when we get to June. He's right about that. I agree with that. And so I think, and so now that it's easy, okay, here's the thing. Don't let these Republicans gaslight you either.
0: That's what I was going to
1: say. All right, because Greg Abbott wants to run for president too, I'm hearing. All right, So, so let's say Trump doesn't run and the New York Attorney General's office is doing their best to make that the case. I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence at all that after Trump puts his thumb on the scale and shows he still has a lot of power by getting rid of not just Liz Cheney, but replacing her with a complete lib whose only political gift is slobbering on Trump. All right, so that was done at Trump's bequest. And then he's about to announce a tour of rallies. I don't think it's any coincidence that on the heels of those two events, the New York Attorney General's office has said, oh, by the way, it's not just a civil problem we have with the Trump organization, but we're looking at it criminally too. That is, in my opinion, a shot across the bow of the Trump family. It's basically saying to the Trump family, particularly Melania, Barron, uh, it's saying to them, hey, the old man wants to run again. He's pushing 80. He'll be pushing up daisies. The rest of y'all are still going to be digging out from the fallout of everything we're going to do to you if he does. That's what I believe that was. Trying to scare the family away from him running again. But let's say he doesn't run again for whatever reason. We have an open primary. Do not allow the great. Believe me, part of my job will be making sure, living in Iowa, he doesn't get away with it. But do not allow Greg Abbott to go me too on Ron DeSantis. Meaning, now that all this stuff is easier, now that Ron DeSantis did all this when hardly anybody else was, and 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 went head first into the headwind against it. Now Doug Ducey in Arizona, who's about to be term limited out, and all these other guys are like, yeah, well, me too, me too, me too. Now that it's easy, right? When it's easy to do what we want them to do, Republicans typically will. You're looking for the Republicans who will do what we want them to do when it is not. So right now, is it really easy to oppose masks right now? Yes. Yeah, it is. Really easy to do it. Which means they're almost all going to do it. Right about now, Mike DeWine is torn. He's really torn because he, he this, the way he messaged that vaccine Hunger Games lottery was to now pivot from Shakespearean sonnets to COVID to I am now the Winston Churchill of virology. I saved you from it. So he's he's really trying to figure out, does he now get in on the get rid of the masks thing, right? They're all contemplating this now. They all lick their fingers. They see which way the wind is blowing. Don't let them remember the ones who who went into the wind when it was hard, not the ones who waited for the wind to change in their direction and then jumped on board.
0: This is crucial, uh and that's why I really wasn't uh convinced by the pet peeve list. We started off because this is my pet peeve <laughs> this yeah. is more worthy a more worthy peeve oh, yeah. yes you, you, listen you you gotta put in the work when it's hard, and I'm tired I'm really tired of those who are just waiting when they see the meter just go over 51% and then they start putting their money on the table, it's, it's exhausting. You guys are, so no.
2: Next up, John Allen says if COVID happened pre-internet and in a non-election year, the general public would not have really seen any major differences.
0: I'll buy. It's I, close enough to being true that I, I'll buy. I, yeah.
1: That's, you know I like the way you framed that. Yeah. I, I think you could spin it the other way, though, too. That if it did happen in that environment and we didn't have these things, it'd be a lot harder to push back against it. Right? I mean, our, our show grew by 300% on the podcast side in the last year. How many is it? How many? How much of that was because people saw the viral videos that we were putting out about, about the real data they weren't being told, right. right? Take those vehicles away. They don't ever have access to those things, right? All right. So I think it works the other way too. But we wouldn't, you wouldn't need to find a show like this to push back on it if this environment didn't right. exist in the first place, right? Correct. So yeah, okay. I like that, John. I'll buy it too for the reasons Todd gave.
2: And you're buying as well, Todd. Yeah. Johan Eck. As the top 10 most iconic grunge hits in order. You like that, Johan Eck? I, top 10 most iconic grunge hits. I like it. We'll go to STP, Interstate Love Song.
0: So, so put the list back up there for a second. In order. Is this the most or so, the least?
2: The, the least.
0: So I would, the entire I Stone I mean. Temple yeah. Pilots catalog.
1: And he didn't choose Vaseline, Plush, Wicked Garden. You went with Creep. You went with Interstate Love Song. Dude, I, I almost want to well disqualify we, this list you on, on, the, rem- on its face now.
0: You can't go to Beatles' Know Every Song guy. This is iconic. iconic you think
1: Interstate Love Song is an iconic STP song?
0: I For the, for the masses, If you, you have to include everybody in this because that's what makes things iconic. It's just not the people who have become the self-appointed gatekeepers of what Which have you. Which I will admit I am. Yes, yes. You am. See, I am. I'm
1: a bit of the Jack Black
0: character in High Fidelity. Yes, yes a I am. You know, about so this you, era of music, you have got You're to right. allow what the, yes. the great unwashed okay. might say about this. <laughs>
1: great I, what was that guy's name again? Johan Eck. I'm sure a guy named Johan Eck <laughs> prides himself on being a part of the great unwashed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But since I love the arrogance of a guy named Steve pronouncing a guy named johan the great unwashed i'm so in on that right now i love it it is so douchey i'm totally in so yes on the grounds that we will grant you plebe you musical plebe some level of grace for your crudity johan yes we will uh, allow inter- interstate love song to stand even though it might be their sixth or seventh best song for those of us who of course know better yes is that good was that good <laughs> Is that kind of the spirit of what you were talking about there? We're dabbling in it, yes. <laughs> kind of encircling it a little <laughs> yes. bit? Okay.
2: Uh, next up, the Soundgarden, Spoon Man. Uh, there's another
1: Soundgarden song on the list that I think is the, we'll get to in a minute, that is the greatest grunge song I think ever. Um, I'm okay with Spoon Man. I happen to, I would, I think, uh, Blow Up the Outside World belongs on there instead. But again, in the interest of, uh, let them eat cake, you yes. know. Okay, uh, and I love the fact that we're discussing grunge alternative songs from a perspective of the what the huddled masses think. When the whole musical genre was supposed to be, I mean, the, that's what, yeah. yeah, I mean, Pearl Jam's follow-up album to Ten, they were so offended at fans singing along to Alive yes. and Jeremy at concerts. They wrote a song called "Not for You," and the whole song right. is about don't sing to our songs. We write them for us. We don't care if you ever buy our albums, right? But I love the fact that in the context of this genre, we are now talking the democratization of the process. Okay, so I will yeah, allow Spoonman. If they to,
0: wanted that to be the case, they should have never left their damn garage. Yeah, I will allow. And, it but I agree to... with your principle on Spoonman more than I do about um, the previous one, Interstate uh, Love Song. Interstate Love Song. Yeah, okay. you're right. right.
2: Okay. Uh, number seven, Catherine Wheel, Black Metallic. Now, see, you
1: have this is where you have earned the name Johan Eck. I don't even know what that I is. Even know oh, what you what don't that either. Is. Oh, wow. I yeah. don't either. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, you have earned that. You have you have produced. You've gotten some Jack Black street cred with that one. I don't even know what that is.
2: Pearl Jam, Black, at number six.
0: Now I love. It's a great song. I love it. Yeah. But I don't. Relative to the rest of its catalog, I don't think it comes close to being iconic.
1: I, I think Jeremy is. Yes. A top three song of this era, in my view, but. I think Black is a great enough song that I'm I'm, I'm fine with it if that's
2: your pick. Sure. Soundgarden Black Hole Sun at number 4. We skipped Nirvana oh, in sorry, Bloom. I'm sorry, Nirvana in Bloom. Which at number I think five. that's
1: a smart pick. Now I think Come As You Are is the best song Nirvana ever did. But in Bloom I think that's a smart pick away from Smells Like Teen Spirit, which I think is the most overrated song people acted like the beatles arrived on ed sullivan show when that song came out all right but um i love in bloom i would come as you are i think is the best song they ever did or heart shaped box but i love in bloom so i'm okay with that being on the list
0: sure okay
2: uh number 5 is soundgarden uh black hole Song. It, th- this is th- this is a magnum opus this
1: song is this song is an anthem for this era it is i believe the greatest song of this that this genre of music has oh, ever really? composed yeah Wow. i, mean, I think listening it's just, to that
2: song, I feel like I'm stoned.
1: Yes. I mean, if you you if you do not, if you are not, if you're not, dude, <laughs> you weren't getting stoned to party in the grunge years. You were getting stoned to self-loathe more. I'm really worse than I even thought I was when I was sober, right? This song will do it. It is the it is an all, it is a beautifully orchestrated anthem of nihilism. And it is. It's a it, the song is perfect. I think it's one of the best pop songs of all time. Period. Oh, good grief. I'd put it in a top ten or twenty list ever. I think it is the magnum opus of this genre. It's the Stone Satisfaction. Um, I think it's a Stairway to Heaven uh, okay. kind of a song for this genre.
0: <laughs> okay, now we've gone a little over the top, but yes, it is iconic for this era. Absolutely.
2: Let's go through these rapid fire. Uh, Alice in Chains Wood. Um
0: Alison Chains Come on, is man. one of the most underrated I agree with bands of that. this yep. entire genre, and it would it, it would not be this song.
2: Yeah,
1: it's got to be the song that begins with "Ain't found a way to kill me yet." All right, the song that they did about the lead singer's dad serving in Vietnam, Rooster. Okay, that's the song that has to be on the list, and you can make an argument that that's the greatest song of that of that genre of that era. That would
0: be somewhere in that mm-hmm. conversation. But I'm just I glad they're on there because Alison yeah. Chains is. Really-
2: number three Foo Fighters ever long
1: I happen to believe Foo Fighters is the best band since U2 I think I their with that. song catalog is incredible this is often considered their magnum opus um, I think Monkey Wrench is better but the iconic beginning of this song uh, I'm fine I mean this a lot of people would put this song on the list so I think in you terms the right of choice.
2: original material Foo Fighters I don't think there's any question like original mm-hmm. original material uh, I don't think it's any question I'm good uh, number two, Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. It of course has to be there. Of course. I,
1: yeah.
2: It's the entry
1: level song of the era. I just happen to think it's highly overrated, but I recognize its yeah. status.
2: Pearl Jam, Alive.
1: Again, I yeah. think you have to put Jeremy there, but Alive, I'm fine with that. That opening guitar. Mm-hmm. Nee, 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 nee. I mean, if you were in a college campus in the early 90s, you only heard that 75 times right. every day, right? Yeah.
2: Vicki Johnson, or Johnston, I should say, as we are living ever closer to the last days, if millions of Christian believers should suddenly disappear, the U.S. government could conveniently blame their disappearance on the visitors from space due to all the recently released military videos.
1: See, now you're kind of cooking with gas here.
2: This is what I posited a few months ago in overtime.
1: Yes, you did. Um, But remember what is said in the overtime stays in the overtime.
2: Except for when it doesn't.
1: (laughs) But, um, Now you're cooking with gas here. This is where you start. This is how nefarious rolls. I I did a show. I I did an interview with a network of Christian radio stations this morning about our book, nefarious. Pardon uh, the pun or the Freudian slip. uh, Fauci and bargain. I'm so when I I, 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 nowadays I just I I get Fauci and nefarious confused. But um, one of the things I said to the host of the show is that if this was really some sort of satanic. Carpathian level plot, it all would have gone over a lot better and smoother. Nikolai Carpathia is not going on CBS and saying, Oh, guys, you're right. I shouldn't have worn a mask. It was kind of dumb. I just did it because I, you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure what the herd immunity threshold was, was just kind of spitballing. And I figured if I told you what it really was. No, no. When Carpathia moves, he will have all of his ducks in a row. It'll happen so quick, so fast. Okay. Um, like a murderer in the night is so seamless. It'll be almost like natural, like, Oh yeah, this is what we've been waiting for. It won't be this sort of clunky, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steve day show hosted by a community college graduate will not be uh, undermining the Carpathian effort. The way we did COVID stand for the mm-hmm. last year and a half. Okay. We'll have to resist the temptation to get caught up in it. That's how you'll know. It's the real thing. and, when Carpathia moves, he'll, ha- he'll be several steps ahead of us. And one of those ways that he would move was, let's normalize this phenomenon now in, in anticipation that when this event occurs later, I already have the story. I've got the narrative. I've got the, object, the, the objection to, you know, my explanation. I've got it all lined up, all plausible. And here it is. Who was that again?
2: This is Vicky, Vicky. Johnston.
1: Vicky, I—that's see—that's to me. I think you're critically thinking. You're through the, thinking this through. That—that that is absolutely possible. What is occurring here, I believe.
0: See, I'm more curious about taking out the rapture and putting in place whatever the next is for the progressive swamp, whatever that they might want to use. Aliens as a nice cover for,
1: for example, it could be used as a cover for a more centralized, authoritarian, globalistic form of yep. government because we face we a planetary a, level, fl- a exactly. level threat now. Yes. You mean something like something
0: that? Something like that. Yeah.
2: Moving on to Robert Horn. Formula One is better than NASCAR. Autobi.
1: I I'm going to have to hold on that. <laughs> forever that's <laughs> a masks. Forever. i don't have any masks <laughs> and right i here. i will i will take the triple mask yeah you know, for that i'm gonna have to hold uh
0: i i don't i'm not a car guy so that's, that's just... why i've got to hold now i i did
1: like ford versus ferrari i thought that was a good movie yeah, yeah okay so i guess does that make me more formula one since i liked that movie but then again i like the ballad of ricky bobby too so does that mean i'm in favor of now where, where do more americans compete NASCAR. Oh, then also because I'm an ugly American, I'll just I'll I'll, I'll, I'll revert sell to because
0: I don't care. I don't. Okay.
2: Uh, Go Bucks and cancer sucks. Says the top five players of all time for Tecmo Super Bowl. Number five, Eagles quarterback.
0: Oh yeah, because
1: apparently they couldn't mm-hmm. use Randall, Randall Cunningham's Cunningham. name. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, number four, Jerry Rice. <laughs> yes. Number yeah. three, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Yes. Number two, Barry Sanders. Yeah. Number one, Bo Jackson. Dude,
1: Bo Jackson.
0: Is, That's a great list. This is. Uh, you're missing the great Christian Akoya, though. Oh, that's right. Yes,
1: that's, is, Oh, yeah. Dude was a dude was yes. savage ray yes. on that game.
0: Yes, he was. Yes, uh, I can't believe he's real. I have to remind myself that he's not fictional. That was a real guy. <laughs> Tierra knows this.
2: Uh, Ryan Ben says, "Enough is enough. Israel should conquer the area known as Palestine and claim full sovereignty."
1: let me begin my answer to this by by asking a follow-up question okay how would israel be treated any worse yeah. if it did Correct. this right how would it be any worse Correct. if it did this and you could even make an argument that by doing this and considering the the people that identify now there's no such thing as the palestinian people okay That doesn't mean that the people that identify as Palestinian are not made in the image of God, and providing they're not committing acts of open evil, regardless of their belief system, are not entitled to be treated as such, correct? Correct. Correct, okay. But that notwithstanding, the Israeli government would have even more of an option, or I should say more of a requirement, obligation is the old word I was looking for, even more of an obligation to treat them as such if they were then full-fledged citizens, right? Yes. Then, what's going on now with this in, this two-state solution? Then you'd also be fully empowered to completely root Hamas out, because you wouldn't allow that level of domestic terror cell within your own ranks, right? So you would now instead of acting, instead of responding viciously to them when they come at you, you would offensively then be obligated to root them out, yes. of your own country from to save. That's part of your job mm-hmm. as a government. Right. So I could actually make an argument along those lines that even though there's no such thing as 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 a Palestinian people, those within those borders who identify as such would be treated better. As full fledged citizens of Israel than the environment that they currently have, provided they're interested in being citizens and not terrorists. Right. Yes. Um, I don't know. What What name would Israel get called if they did this? What blowback would they get? What rebuke would they get that they're already not getting? I, I kind of don't know, therefore, as I kind of do a risk assessment here, I'm not really sure what the drawback is to it, unless now now here's a drawback: the The Jewish citizens of Israel just don't want to bestow that level of citizenship upon the Palestinians, given. The cultural differences. And I would respect that. Yeah. But if that's, if that, do it for, don't do it for that reason. That's the right reason to not do it, to defend your heritage as a people. Okay. Because I could argue, aside from that, if that's not a concern geopolitically, it's advantageous for everybody to go that route.
0: I will sell only because of one word should. I'd be fine if they did it, but Israel has earned the right, what they, Look at how we're like BLM, Antifa, and how fed up we are with our cities right now. That's what Israel, all the time on some level, the worry of what may be happening, a bus exploding, something like that. So they should do whatever they deem is uh, best, just as they have for these, what, going on 70 years now. Hmm. Okay.
2: Moving on. Trigger Civil War Warning says the United States Army will issue a formal apology and offer to reinstate Spencer Rapone seen in this picture with the communism will win hat at West Point with back pay before the end of the Biden administration. Bye. See, sure. I would sell because this guy's already running the military.
1: Well, that's a good answer too, but I th- yeah. I could see specifically that occur. Bye, sure. Yeah.
2: Let's see, moving on. Aaron Rialli says there will be a popular worship song that invokes the phrase Black Lives Matter within the next five years.
1: The only reason I would sell is you've waited too long. Because yeah. their popularity is actually waning. But um uh yeah, I'll buy. collectively waning. I mean, with mm-hmm. the culture at large, but I'll buy, yeah.
2: Space Monkey says the name of the spirit of the age is trans mammon. <laughs> that's or trans legion that's
1: very well put um Bye. i'll buy because i like it it's creative and it's snarky and it's snotty i love i love that combination yeah
2: john indicott says scotus strikes a major blow to roe and in response blue state legislatures go full beelzebub and pe- pass uh, pure evil sweeping abortion laws then the real fight is on
1: I mean, I, I agree with your analysis. I don't believe Roe will be overturned. I don't think they will go that far um, yet. I think the fear of court packing is why they won't go that far yet. But I don't believe, even though I could make an argument, and I think, sadly, a strong one, and I'm I'm anxious to get Daniel Horowitz's take on this when he joins us here in a little bit. I can make an argument we might be better off if they did do this. If If... If they took the case and then ruled against Mississippi, I mean that would just devastate the 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 conservative legal canard of vote Republican for better. How many we've chronicled the history of how much of a failure that has been and gotten nowhere. Right? Okay. If they did this, man, it would be dread, It would be a Dred Scott nuclear bomb on the federal federalist society and the conservative legal movement. It would never recover ever. All right. Which is exactly why I don't believe three recent celebrated graduates of the Federalist Society who just got appointed by Trump to the Supreme Court. I don't believe they're going to do that. I, I think they only took this case. I th- think, 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 think it takes four to provide um, standing. So you have Alito and you have Thomas. Um, I, I I think they took this case knowing they had at least those five votes to at least ding In the way that Casey should have 30 years ago and didn't. Thank you, Sandra Day O'Connor. So I think they'll do that. It'll be a half measure. And now let me, I want to rephrase this. When I say half measure, I don't mean half assed, okay? It will be a substantive punch to Roe. Okay? Roe will take, Roe will know it took a punch. I just don't think it'll be a knockout blow, okay? Doesn't mean it's not a real punch. Doesn't mean it's not a win. I don't think it'll be a knockout blow while Democrats still have control of Congress and the fear of court packing. But I think it will be for sure. Blood will be drawn against Roe. No pun intended. I agree that blue states, I I just don't know what abortion laws California could pass. Just take a coat hanger and rip your kid out of your... Uh, between your legs you know, on the streets of San Francisco. I mean, that's literally like the only thing left, isn't it? What, right. What's left in California? New York said if the kid was was alive when it was aborted, kill it in a pan. I mean, what Virginia said that. So I don't know short of just spread your legs with a coat hanger right. and rip it out yourself on the streets. I don't know what's left for them to do, all right? But do I think that that spirit that you articulated will be their response? I agree with that. So I'll I'll buy your your proposition on the premise of it, even if I don't know how it would actually be applied. I don't know what's what savagery is is brutality is left for them at this point.
0: I am so lacking in confidence that I am drifting towards sell, but I my faith cannot allow me to do that. I'm going I'm this is probably the most clear hold I've ever taken on this show. I just I'm stuck
1: so do you have you do think that they could strike mississippi down
0: yes okay. not but i not you should not be, right. a, don't be r- upset
1: about it. we this is this is going to be a big win either way i know okay oh, i'm not
0: upset about we it we cannot
1: lose this case
0: i'm not upset about it for the reasons you're talking about but i am upset about it. it it'll be a win because once again a court that was voted to grab the good, the true, and the beautiful by and celebrate it, will have waved at it and said goodbye. I I seriously
1: have been debating internally whether I think we're better off if they don't, just because we will have the final evidence we need to now go to 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 every—Ron DeSantis and Ted Cruz and all these guys just openly start defying the stuff, which is what we should have been doing for the last 50 years. I could—now— the You're, only reason I won't argue for this is because the collective good it would do for the cause of life, to me, that takes precedence over the game theory aspect of this. Okay, that's a good way of putting All it. Right? Uh, but yeah. but if it if it does come to that, you know, Dred Scott lost his case too. a yes, galvanized yes, yes. abolitionist yes. movement. If it does come to that, I think though we do get a bigger win down the road. But well, that's a, result a perfect
0: example. You did ultimately. Dred Scott and that decision opened up yes. eyes, but it's known as just a ghastly. It is a ghastly decision. Decision, decision never as this would be. It's
1: it's still something to, to to break the heart of your for your nation when that, when that yes. happens. I agree. Yeah, you're
2: right. Uh, one more really really quick one. Jacob Hayward says it's more likely a team not named Ohio State wins the Big Ten this fall than a team not named Clemson wins the ACC.
1: I'm I'm gonna sell. I think oh, oh. North Carolina and Clemson are better than the next tier of team. I'm sorry, North Carolina and Miami are better than the next two teams yeah. in the Big Ten. So I'm going to sell. I'll sell as well.
0: Wow. I will. Okay. Okay.
1: That'll do it. The weekly profit of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us here next. So trying to do the whole real estate thing, selling your home or selling the one you're in to buy the one you want to get to, which was the thing we did last time, boy, uh, that can be stressful in any economic environment, but especially, wait for it, in these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. Uh, That is especially so. That's why you want to make sure you go in with an agent who will come in and take charge of the situation for you while remembering ultimately Who's in charge is you. Where would you find such an agent? And could you throw in somebody you could trust to like get the results they promised to? Is that too much to ask? That you know, they've got a fully vetted, verified track record of success. Well, not if you go to this website and the name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, it's called realestateagentsitrust.com. just about anywhere you want to escape to. I'm I'm sorry, move to uh, in these formerly United States. Uh, we can probably find you an agent with a fully vetted track record, verified, full of successes, um, and is reliable and trustworthy. Chances are they might even come from this audience because that's where this effort originally grew out of, a grassroots connection in our own audience. So head to this website, com. Again, com. He is the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm doing all right, looking
5: for my own real estate agent, seeing where to go.
1: There you go. All right, so um, last week, the, or Monday actually, uh, the Supreme Court announced it is granted standing to a case challenging Mississippi's abortion law, which I believe outlaws all abortions after the 15th week. This is really the first substantive challenge to mo- row on any merits that we have lobbied at the court or the court has accepted Since Casey almost 30 years ago. Now, I think there's only two outcomes here for us, and they're both good. We can debate, though, which one is better. One outcome is that they uphold the Mississippi law, and I don't believe they will fully uh, throw Roe out, especially with the Democrats in charge and and the threat looming over them of a court packing. But it's going to be a body blow. I mean, they're going to, Roe's going to take a punch. at least draw some blood, pun intended, from Roe for a change, okay? That's one option, and that would be the biggest policy pro-life win the movement's had in decades because it just wasted too much of its time on electing useless Republicans, and then you can kill the baby bills and stupid regulation bills that didn't stop any abortions. The other option is they throw out the Mississippi law and Dred Scott the entire conservative legal apparatus, um, which I don't believe they'll do, okay? I mean, we have three recent glorious graduates of the of the FedSoc list that just got appointed by Trump. The idea that they would then turn around and not just singe, man, but chloroform, raise, R-A-Z-E, their own uh, booyah base, where they emerged from, I just don't believe that. I think they knew going in with those three, and with Thomas and Alito, they had the five needed to uphold Mississippi, and that's what's going to occur, and we'll be debating a year from now how big of a blow this really is to Roe. That's what I believe they will do because the the consequences for their entire industry, uh, it'll never recover from, from this. So we could debate which of these outcomes is better, right? But I think it's going to be one of those two outcomes. What are your thoughts?
5: A- absolutely correct, Steve. It is going to be one of those two, and you know where I am. Um, always, always game theorying out the woe and lamentation. I actually want it to be the full body blow against us because I want people to slay the beast. I don't think the benefit from a semi-favorable outcome will be as good as the benefit to finally slaying that beast. But I will tell you, you mentioned something interesting here. You know, I've been quoted as saying for a while that, look, if they can't reverse garbage precedent on things like Montgomery... Um, and Miller expansions of cases that said they can no longer give juvenile murderers life without parole, much less the death penalty. If they can't reverse these opinions from just a couple of years ago, they're certainly not going to reverse something from you know half a century ago. But I do think there is somewhat of a wrinkle against what I said, and you were alluding to it. We are a nation of political will, not a nation of laws. So the life issue is genuinely one issue where the entire Republican party, we see they're passing all these bills in the legislature. They're fighting it. So these aren't independent judges. Mm-hmm. They're Republican mm-hmm. politicians and they're going to indulge it to some extent. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of these other issues where we don't even have a focus or a movement on these things, the crazy stuff they're doing on criminal justice or, or the tranny uh, ruling in Bostock, not only won't they reverse the, uh, you know the, the last number of, um, of, of, of terrible rulings, but they'll even expand upon new bad rulings. It's just the life issue is the one holy grail on the right. So I think it's the politics that's kind of wagging the law to a certain extent. Now, I do think the interesting thing will be to see how many votes we get. In other words, this is going to be some sort of a chicken, some sort of a, a narrow opinion, uh to get a majority, but how many join Thomas to categorically say Roe is garbage?
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And and we'll finally get our answer.
1: That's a good subplot there that you mentioned as well. That's well said. Speaking of the the politics moving the fulcrum here, the only science I know that evolves this fast, brother, is political science. Can I get an amen on that? Okay. How bad must their internal polling be? how how des- just not on covid and mass but holistically for their presidency that they're just there's too many crises too many holes in the dike they had to give on something they had to give the people back something it's very clear that this was it um and they ended up taking a, a self-dealing, a, a substantive blow to their own COVID-stan in the hopes, this is their version of a game theory, give up a large chunk of COVID-stan in the hopes that we don't lose Woka-stan, welfare and everything else in the next couple of elections, right? This is where COVID-stan's kind of the redheaded stepchild that just, it just got, you know, and they love aborting kids over there on their side. So this poor kid just got born last year. They thought, this is the one kid, just throw that one under the bus. The older, more matured, uh, Children, we want to make sure to save them because right now they're all in peril from a systemic Jimmy Carter uh, references and comparisons. That's what I think happened last week.
5: So, Steve, I'm not sure how much their polling played a role. I think some of it, a little bit. I think there's also the gain of function um, uh, investigation that mm. is now gaining traction, mm-hmm. that there might be a reason they want to let it go. But from what I'm seeing so far, I'm not really seeing them let it go. I'm seeing them repurpose it all along the fault line of vaccines. In other words, vaccinated, it's everything. You're not vaccinated. Heck, you're a freaking two-year-old who is, even if the Pfizer vaccine is 97% effective, you are well over 100 times less at risk than a 75-year-old who is vaccinated with a 97% effective vaccine. Yet still, we're going to keep it going. We're going to hold children hostage in order to get Pfizer and Moderna their revenue. I still believe, Steve, that more than just generic political science of just polling and the issues, I do think this was the cronies. Uh, they won't listen to t- uh, victims of rape being forced to have their mouths covered and two-year-olds being dragged off planes and kids learning in school for seven hours with it. But they will listen to these guys when they say, look, dude, we're hitting a brick wall. No one else who hasn't already gotten the shot wants to get it. So I think that is a big part of it. That's still the main part of it. And that's why as much as the as the momentum and and the house of cards did come tumbling down quicker than we ever thought, in recent weeks, but it does look like they are holding firm with children in school. Um, They're keeping, you know, any scenario they could say you're not vaccinated or we can verify that. And then one other point, which is connected. I do think they are going to shift the burden from the masking to the vaccines. So again, you have your cake and eat it too, with your cronies there. I do think they are going to more and more come up with ways to, finagle forced vaccination when they can. So I don't agree, Steve, that they're, that they're letting COVID fascism go. Um, I believe the left is not only having every other issue and sacrificing this to save it, they're doing what they always do. They're sacrificing the least amount they need to do, and they're doing a pretty good job of it.
1: I somewhat disagree with that. I, I, I didn't mean to say, you know I use the term COVID stand, the, the mask is the talisman. Yeah. the analogy I gave earlier is that the 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 prophets of Baal and Canaan are now getting so overrun with Israelites, they're not going to come out and say Jehovah's God. They're never doing that. Okay. but they've in in the in the hopes that the Israelites will not overrun them. They will now no longer command uh, all Canaanite residents to carry a Baal talisman with them wherever they go. Okay, they haven't given up bailism. They've just recognized that this is a bridge politically too far. And maybe if they offer this, then the Israelites won't come in and just not raise their temple and kick them completely out of, you know, urban renewal, them out of here. But I I, to me, I think the vaccine thing has been done a tremendous amount of damage. I thought at the beginning of the year that the battle would ultimately be over the whole vaccine passport issue, Uh, really outside of a few places, colleges, a few states. I I don't believe we're going to be fighting a mass vaccine passport. I I think the issue is largely dead on arrival in a lot of major states where you would hold events and a lot of public events. I think it's going to be on the schooling level with universities, especially. And then I think it'll be if you live in a blue state. But if you're living in a blue state, you're fighting for all this stuff. This is just another fight on top of. Can I own a gun and everything else? Right. I don't think we're going to see holistic impositions of vaccine passports on people. I don't. I I I think they they understand that there the market that that center will not hold that that market will not hold. That's that's why they had to acknowledge that they had to answer the challenge we have lobbied for weeks. Do you even believe in your own vaccines? Because you won't even let people return back to a normal way of life, even if they are vaccinated. I look at somebody like Scott Gottlieb. When I want to know what Big Pharma thinks, I just find out, I just read his interviews. Okay, I mean he's openly out there saying everybody knows vaccine passports and stuff aren't going anywhere, by and large, in most of America. So I I don't believe I don't believe to go to a to go to most events in a state like Iowa, Texas, Georgia, Florida, Alabama. I don't believe I'm going to have to show. Uh, any form of vaccination certification in your state? Um, yeah, but it's going to be like doing anything else, buying a gun, anything else I want to do. I think I think it's going to divide and break down largely culturally. That's why the universities, which are the headquarters of the of this of of all this you know spirit of the age Marxism, that's why they're the first to impose it. It's it's part and parcel with their belief system. But I I don't think, for example, I am going to have to de- debate whether to I can go to an event in Idaho on COVID vaccination. I don't think that'll be an issue.
5: So my concern, Steve, is that you're looking at the wrong uh, scenario here. I agree with you that they're not going to have wholesale vaccine passports, as in a specific biometric item or something like that. I think that's kind of like the abolish the police type of thing. Mm -hmm. That's not really the fight, and I don't think it ever was. But I think the fight always was that we're just going to have places that will say – hey, show us your vaccine. It won't be, you know, a vaccine passport. And and when I say places, I don't mean from the consumer end. I agree with you. And I don't even think in the blue states you're going to have much of that either. I don't necessarily think this is blue or red. But from the business standpoint, I mean, remember... People like myself, yeah, I'm not going to have a problem, but a lot of people, they work in hospitals or even on healthcare, They work in other places, and they are forcing them in red states right now yeah, to get vaccinated against the law. I mean, this is happening all over the place. So, Steve, now that you could leverage the masking against this and say, look, vaccines really do work, you're right, and that's why it's so important, you won't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated mask or vaccine that is uh in in a a decision that is being placed before a lot of people illegally and i'm seeing that being done i think a sporting event i don't think they're going to do that in the red states but the businesses which seem to be liberal wherever you go um that is continuing and that's going to affect a lot of people so i think we're going to do fascism the american way as we always do it's going to be subtle it's going to be with a little bit of a choice hey the mask or the vaccine pick your pick your choice. And now they have CDC's guidance to direct them to that. So rather than the mask being the bail, you know, symbol that you have to have, you're right, they're putting that away, but they're using that as a leverage to keep keep control. Um, now, if I turn out to be wrong, it will be because the gain of function Research is turning out to be so bad for them; they have to drop the issue. Wholesale. No, I agree with
1: your analysis. Yep. You're you're talking more of a targeted strike in certain places. I I think we were looking at a situation a few months ago of this being a systemic issue in America, like a caste system. I I think that that's what they really wanted to do. I think that ain't flying. That ain't happening. But do I think that they, that there will be targeted areas that that, that are doing what you described? Yeah and and those will have to be fights that we do but i'm beginning from the premise that i think at the beginning their plan was creating a caste system in america around yep. vaccines a two-tiered citizenship system they were already writing all those columns in march right you know punish people that don't wear they they were already going down that road i think i've only got 30 seconds here because i got to get one more read in but uh, and it's for you actually but um i think that was the original plan was to make this systemic
5: and, and steve i think just to speak to your broader point on every other issue I like the way you're thinking that you just got to save what you have. You have to save your Iowa's Mm -hmm. because the reality is last night in Philadelphia, Larry Krasner, the Soros, uh, prosecutor who let go all these murderers, he was reelected two to one. Yeah. They just want it. Yeah. Those places are done. Yep. Those places are done.
1: Yep. Good to see you brother. As always take care. All right.
5: God bless. Take care.
1: Same to you. If you like that stuff from Daniel, by the way, um, he leads uh, a lot of people out uh, to the Front site Firearms Range right outside of Vegas. They go there several times a year. Two more courses coming up on May 30th and January 6th, hosted by Rick Green, Constitution Coach, great guy, works with David Barton over at Wall Builders, and they're going to give you 90% off right now for the course. you are got to take care of your logistics, all right? But uh, 90% off the course right now if you register today. It is family-friendly. You'll get 16 hours of firearm training during the day, eight hours of constitutional training in the the evenings and who knows you might even run to, run into our colleague Daniel Horowitz while you're out there as well. All right, so this is a 500 plus acre ranch just outside of Vegas. Uh they train approximately 50,000 people a year on the constitution and self-defense. So if you want to go to this again 90% off the training right now at constitutioncoach.com again. That's constitutioncoach.com for May 30th and June 6th. General, gentlemen, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, I, one thing uh, I'm worried about is the fickleness of those now who might be against vaccines in a way that they perhaps were not before. Because we, in Ohio, apparently, I don't know all the numbers, but this whole nonsense seems to be working a little bit. The lottery. Yep. I mean, if we're that fickle, man, I, I'll buy anything in terms of Has vaccine it, passports dude, ultimately dude, taken we, over.
1: People voted for Barabbas. We've always been that fickle. That's the well, species we are.
0: Well that's not a good sign for your argument though. No, but that
1: yeah that the fickleness works both ways though as well. John three seventeen This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio
5: Network.